0: The Gospel is written in the 21st chapter of St. Luke, beginning at verse 25. Alleluia, alleluia, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight, and all flesh shall see the salvation of our God. Alleluia. alleluia. Hear the holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory, Glory be to you, O Lord. Jesus said, there will be signs in the sun, moon and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap, for it will come on those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen, and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Each day Jesus was teaching at the temple, and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Father, we pray that our hearts may be opened to the Son's words. And that your Holy Spirit would open his words to our hearts. For the glory of the Father, Spirit, Son, Holy Trinity, world without end. Amen. Amen. So, Christmas is really coming. You only have to go down to Crib's Causeway to know that very well and we're preparing, getting our Christmas trees, getting the shopping in, getting the carol service ready, visiting people, planning those visits, everything is being prepared. Christmas is coming. What we don't hear on the streets of Bristol or at Cribs Causeway, or even sometimes in our own minds and hearts, is the equally certain truth that christ is coming that christ is coming again how then shall we prepare for that second advent it is we can say by faith in fact we do in all the creeds affirm that Christ is coming again to judge the living and the dead. Indeed in the Bible there's more about the second coming of Jesus than there was about his first. And it's not only about his coming that we read in the scriptures, but it's in Christ's own teaching. In the very Gospels that are recording the words that Jesus taught, as we heard at the end of that chapter, every day Jesus was teaching in the temple. He went back to spend the night on the Mount of Olives, and then he came again to the temple, and the people were there early in the morning to hear him. They were hanging on his words. And some of these words were all about his second coming, the coming of the Son of Man, as referred to, him, to himself, taking up the prophecy of Daniel. I think in our church, in the church generally, there's so much teaching about, from Jesus, from the Gospels, all about what our salvation looks like, what way of living as a disciple looks like, taken up by the writers and the New Testament and applied in different contexts. But maybe, in my experience, it's only really at Advent, maybe only one Sunday in the whole year, that we hear the teaching of Jesus and the teaching in the Scriptures about his second coming. And I think that's a reason for being extremely alert and conscious of how significant Jesus' teaching is and how Vital it is not to sort of just gloss over it because it is at the heart of what gives us hope and this Sunday is particularly around that theme of hope, the hope that we have in Christ, not just for sort of life eternal and life in its fullness now, but the hope that one day Jesus will transform this earth and this heaven, and make all things new. He will come again and bring all people who are there waiting for him in their hearts, all believers, to share the glory of what he is entering into. He makes it very clear in this teaching that there will be a prelude to this. Just as a fig tree, you can see the sort of leaves on the fig tree beginning to sprout and, and the, the people all around would know, ah, oh, fig trees is in bad. Summer's on its way. Fantastic. Jesus says when you see in the same way, you see the things happening, as he's mentioned, the signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, nations in anguish and perplexity, the roaring and tossing of the sea, turmoil all around, the sea being an analogy for all that is evil. There'll be a great turmoil, an outbreak of evil, an uproar, an overflowing, a flooding of evil in our world. Even the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Who knows what this is referring to? In Jesus' time, he had very much in mind, so scholars tell us, the overthrow of Jerusalem, which happened In AD 70, when Jerusalem and the temple were completely destroyed. But for us, well, who could tell what those things are? Times of the Great Wars, they thought, this is the beginning of the end. I remember going to see Manchester United playing when I was 12 years old and there was a man with a placard, the end is nigh. (laughs) Just would walk round everywhere, the end is nigh well he doesn't need a placard now you only have to look at the climate and the changing nature of our world to know that the end of something is very close of the world as we know it at that time they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory that's what the vision is of jesus returning the son of man referring to himself A cloud referring to the presence of God. It's often spoken of as like a throne. He's enthroned in the clouds. As Jesus was taken up to heaven in a cloud, so he said to his apostles, in the same way you will see the Son of Man returning. In this way, enthroned in glory, in mystery, in majesty, in fearful awe and wonder when these things that you can see as signs that this is going to happen begin to take place what you are to do as my people says Jesus is to stand up don't be terrified stand up tall lift up your heads have that sense of expectancy and hope don't be all uh, but be confident because God is on the move and Christ is returning to take his place in the world as it will be. Your redemption, he says, is drawing near. In other words, that which will enable you to be brought back out of slavery to sin into the life of the kingdom, the redeeming work of God. Yes, it's been achieved on the cross, but it will be brought to completion when he returns. And in the words of Revelation of John, there will be that new heaven, that new earth, where the old order has passed away, the new has come, no more mourning or dying or pain, for well, the new has come. Remember in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul talks about now and then, now we see in a mirror dimly, we can't really work it out, but then, see face to face, now we Are only partially known then we shall know fully even as we are fully known what's he talking about now and then now is quite clear (laughs) but the then that's what Jesus is talking about the then that is to come when he returns and brings in this new heaven and new earth go ahead to prepare a place for you said Jesus When I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will come again. I will take you to myself, that where you are, where I am, you may be also. That's the most succinct definition of heaven I think the Bible has, is to be where Jesus is. But it's talking about that which is to come, the eschatological hope, as the theologians call it. I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Now, it's difficult to know what he means by this generation. Certainly, if we're looking at the short-term understanding of that, he was talking about the generation that would see the destruction of the temple and all that the Jewish faith, Jewish belief system was based on. But... Theologians also say that this generation could be the generation of humanity. That The whole of humanity will not pass away until these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Isn't that incredible? Whoever you thought about the words of Jesus, the sort of, for them, well... We need to think again. These words will never pass away. They'll never have irrelevance in our world. They are always trustworthy and true. And so, in the light of this great hope, this advent hope of Jesus coming again, who knows when it will be? It will come, said Jesus, like a thief in the night. Sometimes Sean doesn't quite know where I am. I've got up early, and I'm not in the bed with her. And she turns around and says, "Oh, you are still here. I thought the Lord had come and taken you, because you're definitely going to get that. I'm not sure about me, but this is a the thing that we just never know." Jesus said, "One person will be working in the fields, and you know, then the next minute they're gone. It's weird stuff." But this is Jesus' teaching, which we have to try to not understand, but somehow absorb and embrace. The fact is, though, that in the meantime, we have to prepare for the second coming, just as we're preparing for Christmas. We're preparing for Christ's coming too. Be careful, then, he says in verse 34. Be full of care. Take care. Think about what you're doing, how you're living. Or your hearts will be weighed down with all sorts of stuff, carousing, drunkenness, dissipation, as the old translation has it. Things that cause life to be just, uh, what's life about, you know, ultimately. All the stuff that the world purports to be exciting, wow, you know but you feel empty. That day will close on you suddenly, like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Nobody is exempt from Jesus' coming. And so be careful. Keep your hope alive, really. Otherwise you get really fed up. Somebody said Christians are supposed to be the most joyful people on earth. And I think, well, try telling me that when I'm really fed up. It makes me feel so guilty. But really the reason that they should be and that we should be <laughs> is because we have that hope. You know, somebody came into the Christingle service this afternoon and they had crutches and they were really struggling and I said, "Oh, what's happened?" He said, my arthritis is terrible today. And he's in real pain. he looked up and said, I'm still breathing. <laughs> you know, he still had hope. He was able to look beyond his own circumstances. So be always on the watch. Be careful. You know, look out and pray that you may be able to escape all that's about to happen. You, don't, you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Stand before the Son of Man. He's referring to what we heard in our reading. The reading that came from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. That talked about the way in which the day of the Lord was about to come. Thanking God for those people who were full of joy in the presence of God. Praying for them. Praying that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. May he strengthen your heart so you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with his holy ones. Just praying that they may be in a place where they can stand before the Lord and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I welcome your love. I embrace you as the one who comes again for me. Not because, Lord, I am so good, I am perfect, I am worthy of all your glory being resting upon me." He goes, "No one, no one is ever worthy of going into that place of communion with God, except through the blood of the Lamb, through the blood of Christ, that we celebrate with great thanksgiving in our hearts at this Eucharistic feast. That it's only by his blood that we come, only through his righteousness that we are able to be welcomed into that new glory that awaits. So let us live this day And every day with great hope, with joy, watching and praying in anticipation. Yes, of Christmas, but more importantly than anything, of Christ coming again. Amen.